The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I have to tell you guys a story. Two weeks ago, I went to a hospital to visit a very sick girl. Not physically sick, but emotionally sick. The reason I went to meet her two weeks ago here in New York, she was in a psych ward, um, was to find out if she could come to the ranch, if it makes sense. Because if you're too severe, we're not a hospital. So you can't be too severe. Like, you know, someone has an eating disorder, but they're being fed by a tube, that's not something we can do. If someone's schizophrenic, that's not something we can do. So we're for, the ranch is for anxiety and depression, self-mutilation, somebody's cutting, eating disorders, that kind of stuff. But not, not like schizophrenia or, you know, or, or eating disorder on the level that you need a hospital. I went to meet her because her parents, whatever, nothing was helping her and she was away and then she did, whatever. It, it wasn't working. I said, okay, maybe horses will work because horses work where no, nothing else works. Um, so let me go meet her. So I came to meet her in the hospital here in New York. And she really doesn't talk to many people. Baruch Hashem had siyad d'shmaya. I davened Hashem should give me siyad d'shmaya. And I'm telling her about the ranch and the horses and how horse therapy works because, because one of the things in your life that gives you anxiety is when you don't have control. If you can't control your life, right, you get very anxious. Like if you're very scared someone's going to hurt you, right, you get very anxious because I can't control that person from not hurting me. So anxiety has a little bit to do with the, the inability of controlling what's going on around you. If you can control what's going on around you, you're not scared, you're not anxious. That's not so simple, but I'm just making a generalization. So a horse, right, needs you to control it. You sit on a horse and you don't make it move, it won't move. And if you're galloping and you don't pull to hold, to stop, it'll gallop a whole day. It won't stop. So what are the things you learn from a horse? It's control. And automatically, once you control the horse, you control yourself. Because if I could control a 1,600-pound animal, I could control a 110-pound girl. So... It, it really, really works. And she happens to like animals. So it was like a good shidduch. And then we talked about, um, which was just starting right now because of the weather, we talked about agricultural planting. Interesting. It was interesting meaning because she said, that I don't want to do. I said, why not? She said, I'm scared of worms. So she doesn't want to do planting. I said, okay, would you do picking? Like after they grow? Yeah, no problem. I'm just not. I don't like, I don't like worms. Um... I said, okay, I'm not taking you fishing. No, you don't have to worry about it. So, so that's also a very amazing thing because when you plant something, you know, people feel that I can't do anything. I go into a business, I go bankrupt. Whatever I do, I go bankrupt. But if you plant Hashem's seeds in the ground and you water them, they grow. They grow. By Sheva Altasa, you don't have to do anything. They grow, which is sick amazing. And I, I spoke to her about that. I said that, um, that well, well I'll, I'll get to the point. Anyway, so she doesn't want to come to the ranch because it's Jewish. She's Jewish from family, but it's Jewish, and she's got this thing about Jewish. 
She's in a hospital. There's not, it's not, it wasn't a Jewish hospital. She doesn't like that it's Jewish, and, and, and you're going to make me religious. I'm like, I'm not here to make you religious. I'm here to make you healthy. No, it can't be. If you're, if you're a rabbi, she saw my card, so she saw I was a rabbi. I, the appointment I made was Mr., but she saw my card. She says, if you're a rabbi, there's no way you're not going to make it. So she's very suspicious. She comes from a different family, but she's totally not keeping anything. She said, so I said, no, I'm not. That's not my, that's not. So why, so why, why did you make the ranch? I said, because uh, the job of a Jew is to keep another Jew alive. The frumkite is between you and God, and you have to create the vessel. But if you're broken, you can't be a vessel. So once the vessel's made, it's up to you what you put in it. We got past that, and she, okay. And we talked about the agricultural therapy, which is great. We talked about the yoga and the meditation and the art therapy and the music therapy and, um, and that there's no, there's no barbed wire or fences. You could, it's open. It's not a, it's not a place that you'll, there's no lockdown. Um, and then she looks at me and goes, if I want pork for breakfast, will I get it there? I'm like, huh? It's from a from family. If I want pork for breakfast, will I get it at the ranch? I'm like, no. The ranch has got kosher. I'm not going. I don't want kosher. I'm not going. I said, I'll make you lamb chops for breakfast. I'll make you steak. I'll make you chicken. I'll take one of the ducks. I'll give you a duck for breakfast. I said, I'll scramble the eggs, but I'm not giving you pork, shrimp, or lobster. I'm not going. I want to eat not kosher. I said, Shefala. That means the little shefala is like a little lamb. It's a shefala. Why? I said, Maimonides Hospital in Brooklyn has thousands of non-Jewish people in it, but the, co- the food is all kosher. They don't have a problem with it. Why do you have a problem with it? Okay, I'm not going to get into the reasons that she has a problem with it, but whatever, she was very much hurt, and, and therefore anything that has to do with Yiddishkeit, that's... That's who hurt you, right? If someone hurt you and they happen to be Jewish, so then Jewish is no good automatically because of Jewish, right? To make a long story short, the first time I ever used this, I said to her, listen to me very carefully, and her therapist was sitting right next to her because they wouldn't let me talk to her privately. I said, even the therapist said to me, I don't understand why she's so anti, but whatever. I said, listen to me carefully. I said, in our religion, you, I'll call her Miriam. You, Miriam, the most important person. What do I mean? I said, God gave us the Torah and has 613 mitzvahs. The rabbis added a bunch of other mitzvahs. There is no mitzvah that you have to keep if, Miriam, if your life is in danger. Miriam, your life is more important than God. He said, what do you mean? I'm like, to save your life, Hatzalah is allowed to be Mechal Shabbos. If you're starving, I'm allowed to give you a pig. If you have to bow down to Buddha to save your life, then even though you're not supposed to, but if you do, there's no halacha to punish you. I said, there's no commandment that God gave that we can't break to save your life. I said, and that's the God you're angry at? The God that says, you come first. You come before anything.
And she said, but you have good food? I'm like, we have very good food. We have a, we have a private chef. Okay, I'll come. So I don't think that people realize what Yiddishkeit is really all about and the love that Hashem has for his children. Because I don't know what parent would say, all rules off, all rules off, all rules off. The therapist asked me when I was sitting there, did you have any training? Like, did you go to school for this? Because this kid doesn't talk to anyone. And they were very worried that because I'm a rabbi and I'm wearing a yarmulke, and she's so turned off to Yiddish guys, they all knew she was so anti, that I might trigger something. So they were very worried that Rabbi Wallenstein was going to trigger and she would be sitting there in a fetal position and not even look at me. So they were sort of said that we don't know if he should come, he might get insulted, she might, whatever. But we, we, it, it got pushed through by the parents, for whatever reason. But this, this person who's in Manhattan, it's a Manhattan psych ward, so they know Jews, whatever it was, right? She was like, she just spoke to you for two hours. We can't get her to talk for 20 minutes. Did you go to school for this? I'm like, no. So how do you do this? He said, I talk from my heart. And a person knows when someone's talking from their heart or from when someone's talking from their brain. And that's why it says, guys, so I couldn't explain this to this non-Jew, but it's like, push it. If you talk to a girl or anyone from your heart, it goes into their heart. I'll talk to you. There's a relationship. So I said, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not a brainiac. Um, you probably know a lot of more books than I do. But when I talk to a kid, they know that I'm here, I'm real. How does someone know you're real? When you talk from your heart. Your heart can't lie. They can look right through you. If you talk to me from your heart, there will be a change. When a teacher talks to a child from their heart, the child will change. I can tell you from 40 years. When a parent talks to their kid from their heart, the kid knows my father loves me, my mother loves me. The kid will not be the same. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.